worship in the world is a screen-free worship experience brought to you by Downtown Church. Downtown Church is a community of unfinished people based in Columbia, South Carolina. We believe in asking honest questions as we strive to follow Christ within our own communities, loving people wherever they find themselves on their faith journey. Thank you for being with us today. begin with a word of prayer. God, for the rain 
And for our baptism, we give you thanks. For the expansive space and room to grow, we give you thanks. For the people we know and those we don't know beside us, offering you praise, O Lord, we give you thanks. Amen. Our scripture reading comes from the gospel according to Luke. You can follow along with me in your program. Chapter one, I'm reading verses 26 through 38. Listen now for God's word for you. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel came to her and said, greetings favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was much perplexed by his words and she pondered what sort of greeting this might be. The angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son and you will name him Jesus. And he will be great and will be called the son of the most high and the Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever and of his kingdom there will be no end. Mary said to the angel, how can this be since I am a virgin? And the angel said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be holy. He will be called the Son of God. And now your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son and this is the sixth month of her who it was said to be barren for nothing is impossible with God. Then Mary said, here am I, the servant of the Lord, let it be with me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. This is the word of God for the people of God. The title of today's sermon is Unexpected Surprises. On August 15th of 2019, Kitty Hodges set the world record for being the oldest person to jump out of a plane. Any guesses on how old she was? 103. She jumped tandem. Apparently that makes it better, you know, when you're strapped to a professional who knows what they're doing. And she landed beautifully, safely. It was her adult son who gave her the idea. I like to think of him as like the instigator, you know? Apparently he loves jumping out of planes. It gives him the biggest thrill. And she was getting tired of him talking about how much fun it was. She wanted to try for herself. It was her first time at the age 103. These are her words. It's fun. <laughs> Why not have some fun? I think I would like her a lot. Her senior living community came out in crowds to watch her fly in the sky. They were interviewed by the news and they said, you know, we are just so excited to watch Kitty set a new world record. She's always inspiring us to try new things. You and I, we don't expect a 103 year old person to fly in the sky, nor do we expect an angel to come to any of us with God's divine plans and yet, she did, and yet God did. 
God does. Our faith is full of unexpected surprises. It's safe to say that the angel Gabriel visiting this teenager, Mother Mary, is an unexpected surprise. But what's even more unexpected is the message that the angel declares that within Mary, divinity and humanity will meet. This story, it's familiar to our ears because we've been telling it every Advent leading up to Christmas. It's familiar to our ears that God comes to earth through a woman, through a baby, Jesus, being born. It's familiar to us now, but to Mary, in her time, it was completely unexpected. If you go back in history with me, like to the very beginning of time, if we flip back into Genesis, God creates the world, creates humans, and there's this really important distinction between God, the creator, and us, the creation. And in fact, it has been really important when we study God in theology that we make this distinction that God is the holy one, the creator, the one to be worshiped, and we are not God. We are not little gods. We are not to be worshiped or to worship creation. It's important that we keep those separate lest we fall into idolatry, one of the great sins. It's an important distinction that we keep God and God's creation separate. In fact, the the definition of humanity is that we are bound, you and I, by birth and death to time and space on this earth, but not so for the divine. God is boundless, endless. So it's with great surprise that we should read these words that the divine defies human logic and chooses to enter humanity through her. This is the and, the ampersand, above all ands. Divinity and humanity meet in her. I want you to think with me about Mary where we meet her in the text. So she's a teenager, she's coming of age. We don't know if she has been aware of God's presence in her life up until this moment. She's a virgin, which it's important that it's in our our story in the Greek. It tells us that she was young. She's not married, though she is engaged. We We can picture this young teenager, someone with dreams ahead of them, their whole life ahead of them. And I haven't had a chance to do premarital survey with her or Joseph, but my guess, having talked to some young brides, is that she probably had a timeline, like for when she wanted to have a kid. You know, most young brides do. Usually it means they wanna get married, they wanna travel the world for a little bit, maybe visit some family, set up their house, and then sign up for never sleeping again. You know, like usually that's the order. But God's timeline is different for Mary. So God chooses Mary before she is wed to Joseph. And God does this on purpose because God wants to make it exceptionally clear. Thousands of years later to you and I who hear this story, that Jesus is divine and human. Jesus is mixed. He isn't the product of human and human. He is the product of human and divine. And it's an unexpected surprise, something that Mary welcomes as a gift 
that in her humanity, she bears the divine. Mary gifts us God in a way that you and I can understand. She translates the divine message in her human form, God, with us. You know, the angel Gabriel comes with a pretty well laid out plan, God's will. And in fact, I want you to look at the scripture with me and to count the number of times you see the word will. I counted at least 11. The angel says to Mary, you will conceive and bear a son. You will name him Jesus. He will be great and will become the son of the most high. The Lord will give him the throne. He will reign over the house, his kingdom. There will be no end. And then, you know, Mary gets to have a word and she says, how? And the wills continue. The Holy Spirit will come. The power of the most high will overshadow you. The child will be holy and will be called the son of God. Y'all, these are commands. God's will is gonna happen. And each player has an important part. Mary gets the first ones. Mary will conceive, she will bear a son, she will name him Jesus. And then Jesus will be great, called the son of man, son of God. And then the Lord will give him the throne. You see, this mix-up of humanity and divinity has been declared. It will happen. And Mary is remarkable in her response. Because in spite of her fear and probably the many questions she wanted to ask as follow-up, she says yes to all of this. She says, yes, here am I, servant of the Lord. Let it be with me. Mary's response is one that I admire I don't know about you, but it seems like I would probably put up a little more resistance, you know, at least have a few more questions. It would be hard for me, having been approached in this way, to just put to the side my agenda and my dreams and my hopes for the future. I admire how open Mary is to God just taking over her life, transforming her. It's something that I hope that in this Advent season, you and I, we might be a little more open to. Mary recognizes when God touches down in human form and God transforms her life for the better. You know, Mary, she goes from being this ordinary human to extraordinary. She's a household name. She's like a central figure in the nativity in most of our homes. She is the bearer of God. One of the few things I remember from my church history class was the day we learned about this word theotokos. And the only reason I remember it is because this professor brought out this little baby figurine, you know, like you might get in a king cake. You know what I'm talking about? Little plastic baby. And then she brought out a taco. I'm not joking. And she said, Theo of God, baby, taco. Theotokos the bearer of God. That's the theological term to, re- to refer to Mother Mary. And I'm telling you to this day, not one of us has forgotten what Theotokos means. I'm thinking you may not look at your taco the same way ever again. Theotokos, the bearer of God. Mary is important. God's will couldn't have happened without her. The first two commands of this story are hers. You will conceive and bear a son. You will name him Jesus. 
The angel is teaching not just Mary, but us too, just how important we are, our humanity, because God chooses to enter the world through us. Y'all, Mary says yes, and then it's not easy for her to carry out her end of the deal. She bears ridicule from her friends and her family. Joseph almost leaves her. No one understands what's fully happening. Then she's gotta go through childbirth and raise a kid, which that's not easy. Then she has to watch her son be misunderstood, just like she was, to be persecuted, just like she was, and then to watch him die on a cross. When Mary says yes to God, her life is transformed. And we can learn something from that. When we say yes to God, our lives will be transformed. We will experience the greatest fulfillment we can find on this earth and our hearts will be broken open for the widow and the poor and the prisoner. Like Mary, when we open ourselves to God's will for our lives, when we allow divinity and humanity to meet within us, we will never be the same. The question is, can we be like Mary? Can we say yes? Can we receive it? Or are we going to be a little bit more like Dawn and put up some resistance? God's story has everything to do with our story. And there's no age limit on spiritual awakening. Just like skydiving, there's no age limit on spiritual awakening. I guarantee it's happening right now in the kids' rooms. They're asking where is God and they're listening for where God is showing up in their lives. It's happening in this room right now with the widow who has unexpected surprises in this next chapter of her life, which the college student who's asking God, what in the world do you have to do with me right now? For the person in their 40s that has prayed for a partner in life for years and just now is finding the love of their life, there are unexpected surprises for each of you. But sometimes it can get lonely. Sometimes it can be really hard to hold on to that trust that God has a plan, that same command will for your life too. So I wanna make sure that you know about some people in our midst who can help you as you ask those questions, where is God? And as you listen for how God is touching down in your humanity. Those people are Lisa Howland and Charles Weathers. Charles, you know, preaches with me, and Lisa's here today. I'm not going to make her way for him. That is like the least downtown church thing ever. But come find me if you want to know about them. They're trained spiritual direct directors, which means that they are uniquely gifted to ask really good questions, namely, where is God? And then the hardest part for me, because I'm super impatient, they don't rush God's timeline. They walk with you as you listen for God's response. They trust sometimes for us that God is active in our lives. So I encourage you in this time of waiting, the season of Advent, or maybe in the new year when we're all trying new things, to ask me to connect you with one of them. They will help you see the unexpected surprises. They will help you see God in your life. They will walk with you. Y'all, I'm convinced that the more we ask where is God and we wait in this in-between time for God to answer, the more we will glimpse the divine touching down in our humanity. God with us.
Amen.
The greatest unexpected surprise is that divinity touched down in humanity, Theotokos, God near to us. So as you open your life to be transformed by the divine, may the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the interruption of that Holy Spirit may it be with you and with all those you love and with all those nobody loves. Go in God's peace. Amen. If you feel compelled to support the church financially, you can give a secure gift online at downtownchurch.me forward slash give.